Like terrible. Wait till you see my dick. Oh, wait till you see my dick. Hey, girl, beat that pussy up. Did are we recording? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. We practiced a couple times for that, like a couple weeks ago, but we <laughs> we didn't even practice today. No, we didn't practice once today, but whatever. We're over it. Kayla, you did a really good job. I tried. I, I really your beat overpowered my whisper. I, I was like in the beginning. I was like, stop. No, you need to go ASMR. Oh, ASMR. You say yes, ASMR. We're doing an ASMR surprise Halloween episode. Happy Halloween, bitches. It's going to get spooky, spooky and weird. Very weird. In honor of our ASMR episode, we're going to see how many licks it takes to get to the center of the Tootsie World Center of the Tootsie Pop. Let's find out. It's time to take a lick. Our first lick off. Here we are unwrapping the Tootsie Pop because it's Halloween. And what do you eat on Halloween? Candy! I have a little Tootsie jar here. Did you get the Indian? It's a free lollipop if you got the Indian shooting the star. I think you're supposed to say Native American. <laughs> I don't know. I like feel uncomfortable. Don't take a lick yet. I have to get the ticker signed up. I mean, set up. Oh, did I get it? Kaylee, I got it. You're the lion. I got the, I got the Native American shooting a star. I don't know any places that accept that. I got it. That's a half of one that counts for a free pop. (gasps) Well, holy shit. This is going to be a good fucking episode. That's good luck. I didn't get it. All right. Okay. So I actually have to tell you what I have in my hand right now, Kaylee. What do I got? Oh, I see what you got. I know what, what that thing does. Let me, let me just explain it to everybody. I'm carrying in my hand right now one of those little tickers. Yeah, you better hurry up because I'm really wanting to lick this. So we're going to see how many licks it actually takes to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop. Let me take a lick. <laughs> okay, I need a few more licks. Take another. Should we just do like five right now okay, real ready? quick? Two, three, four, five. Okay, but technically this isn't a lick. <laughs> this <laughs> is a sock. Okay, okay, guys. We're actually finding out how many socks it takes to get to the center of Tootsie Roll. Should we times that by two since our whole mouth was on it? Okay, well, let's... Because that'd let's be like lick two and, licks on each side. Let's lick and suck the Tootsie Pop and see how many okay, fucking... Th- I don't think there's any legalities to it. Another one. One. Who. Ha. 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 Eh. As you do, like, your mm-hmm. two, so I'm just going to suck it for a little bit longer, and you count that as one. We're up to 15. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get on with the episode for now. Keep going, honey. Yeah, you just do your own count. I'm just going to sit here and suck it. And, and sip my crystal light. This is really cool to do. 
It is. Um, we do need to light a candle, though, right now, because Archie just started. <gasps> light it in the microphone, Kaylee, for the ASMR Supreme episode. I got a new candle. It's called Midnight Woods. Whisper Thank it. You, Donna. Whisper it. Midnight Woods. Midnight Woods. Thanks, Mom, for buying it for me. Kaylee, you know what I just realized? What? We didn't fit, pick out a fact. I picked out my fact. Oh, fuck. Mine's, I didn't. Mine's in here. It's a Mythbuster, of course, guys. for you. There's three wicks. Oh, did you hear that sizzle? Here, hear the popping and the sizzling of the little flame. That's a freaking heavy candle, though. Fucking right. Oh, I also have a. I, I have no booze in the house, so. Mm-hmm. I'll, I've only had this little tiny little Jose Cuervo. This little Jose Cuervo. Cuervo. Little nip, so. Oh, you get it. She already broke the seal on you it. You might have been able to hear it. it was pretty loud, but you know what? Here we go. <gasps> oh, I do love tequila. Oh. Do you want me to take the rest of that one? Yeah, I do. Oh, 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 look at the goosebumps. <sighs> the ASMR. This is going to be a good episode. <laughs> God, goosebumps. Can you hear the goosebumps rising? I can feel them, and we've got creepy pasta for you and scary stories to tell in the dark. This is me preparing to take a shot. Ready? I'm ready. (sighs) Fucking A, fucking A. (laughs) That's how I felt after. Fucking A, fucking A. Nipples are hard right now. (laughs) I went through my whole body. (sighs) Fucking A, fucking A. Here we go. (laughs) Come on. Look at for Chesa. All right, do you, you want to know how many back? licks we're up to? Yeah, I do. I'm up to 42. I love it, love it. Okay. Oh, my fucked up fact. Okay, hold on, Kate. Then just you can pause it for a minute so I can find it. Everyone's just going to hear me like chomping on this Tootsie Pop. They are my favorite lollipops. I'm not going to lie. You get the chocolate. You get the sweet. But I also mm. have this new Tootsie Jaw. Well, okay. I got the Jaw Marshalls. Donna and I went to Marshalls. Oh, oh the Marshalls. Yeah, the Podloff is like finally completed, guys. Guys, there's a sectional in here. My bed is complete. Guys, I, this is a weird thing. I don't know if you guys have had the flavored Tootsie Rolls. I'm only talking to you right now because Sage is trying to find her fucked up fact. But I love the flavored Tootsie Rolls, okay? And I don't know if you hate it or not. And Sage said it the other day, and I'm glad she agreed with Sorry, me. Sorry, what did you say? Nothing. You just keep looking up your fucked up fact. I'm talking to everybody else. What, it, what was it? It wasn't for you. It was the other day. So just oh. keep looking up your fucked up fact. I'm just retelling a story while you're not listening. Just keep focusing on what you're supposed to be doing. The task at hand. Ignore the ADHD. So I like flavored little tootsie rolls and i like the regular chocolate tootsie rolls you know so i especially love the vanilla ones and sage the other day mm-hmm. was like i they're weird but i like them i was like i know i'm obsessed they're my favorite and I've, I've thought that my entire life and i've never really like told anybody mm-hmm. i really do like it it's like kind of like richness of a of a regular chocolate tootsie pop but like a nice mild not as not as old ladyish. yeah Mm, it's I'm very not nice. so much about worried about my heavy breathing today because it happens. It happens. <laughs> I don't have to edit that out. Oh. Uh, you know what? I probably shouldn't edit anything out of this one. Oh, that actually fucking hurt my tooth. Okay, I have one. I have a fucked up fact. So because we're doing an ASMR episode, Kaylee. Yes. And it's kind of like ear porn a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well. I have an ear fact for you. 
I was trying to do the grudge. <laughs> I hate the grudge, but love oh, it too. Oh, oh. Can't do it. Okay. So my fucked up fact of the week is, did you know that American Indians and Asians usually have flaky and dry earwax, whereas Africans and Caucasians have moist brown earwax? Also, earwax has been used by anthropologists to study early migratory pattern of mankind. Weird. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand this fact. Where are you getting that fact from? (laughs) Restoredhearing.com. Fucking earwax. All right. I'm taking a lick before you lick. You sit there and lick while I do this. Okay. That counted as a couple licks. Yeah, yeah. Mine's a myth buster. Okay. She always does a a myth buster. Because, you know, you grow up with these facts that you think are yeah. real. And then, yeah. like, I'm not, a, I'm still not over the peeing in the pool one. Like, that was, like, my grandfather used to say that all the time when it's hot tub. Like, I never peed in it. Not that I would pee in a pool. Have you heard of the fact that they say, after you die, your hair and your nails are the only thing that continue to keep growing for a little bit? The hair actually begins to dry out. As the flesh loses its water, the flesh shrinks. Oh. Pulling away yeah. from hair and nails and giving them the unsettling appearance of lengthening. Oh. But nothing grows after you're dead. Oh. You know, they say that in the olden days. If you exhume a body like that was buried in the olden days, mm-hmm. if you look down, you might you might see a little bush. Because your hair doesn't it doesn't go away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that kind of <laughs> freaks me out. <laughs> Like, I think it was honestly on a mini-sode. Some girl sent that in, and I was like, I think about it all the time. I think about it all the time. How many bushes are in cemeteries? I really don't know. A lot. A lot of fucking bushes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, do pick your poison. Oh, my God. Dude, this dog keeps farting, and this candle's not enough. We might have to... If if this was an ASMR, and you could smell what was going on here, you would not like the smell of this. I wish we could get an ASMR of of his butt. (laughs) Oh my god, the one I just picked is fucked up. It's oh really god, fucked. is it really? Yeah, it's fucked. Oh, it's fucked okay, up. It's making me really, me. really cringe right now. Okay, tell it to me. And I think it's going to be painful for both men and women. Okay, do you want me to say mine first to leave yes. yours for last? Yes. Okay. Would you rather open your laptop in a meeting only to discover that porn is playing at full volume or masturbate with sandpaper until you come or nothing is left porn everybody everybody pretty much watches porn okay whatever it popped up on my laptop i've never watched that on my laptop actually because i don't want to fuck this laptop up um viruses yeah exactly but i'd rather have that than the sandpaper any day oh god it hurts both men and women what grit what's the grit It, it does not matter it is sandpaper on your vagina or on a guy's dick it, oh my god it's just like I, even for me it's painful either way it's like really making me i work at a school <sighs> i so? think i might have to go with sandpaper <sighs> i don't think i could do it at a school i don't think that's that... painful that's like a one-time occurrence for two so you open it up quick and close that's pain okay oh shit i don't know <laughs> oh my god 
Sandpaper is painful. Think about it when you get your fingernail a little for a second. Okay. I can't, I can't. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to persuade you either way. Okay. It's okay. Okay. This is truly the hardest I've ever had to think about one. Maybe. It's that. I'm thinking of all the thi- of the things that would like happen. Oh, it's just Sage doing that thing again. You know, I think I would go with the porn. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Wish you know everybody I mean? work with. Like, if it pops up, it pops up. Yeah, it's embarrassing. But then I'd have no vagina left. I'm just thinking of my bosses and stuff. Oh, I would never want my bosses to. Eh. The thing that would probably pop up for porn would be the Dave Portnoy <laughs> porn video on <laughs> YouPorn. Because I recently did look that up. He does. I love yeah, him. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Angel. Just sitting really, like, I love him. I'm obsessed, obviously. One but, bite, uh, everybody knows the rules. Yeah, one lick, everybody knows the rules. Oh, uh, Kaylee's like one big suck. <laughs> but where are we up to? Yeah, it was 97. So the first story we have here, I have chosen from my all-time favorite book. Yes. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Um, I Googled it to see which one it was like rated the scariest one and kind of did my research. And this is from Scary Stories 3, More Tales to Chill Your Bones. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And this is the story of Harold. When it got hot in the valley, Thomas and Alfred drove their cows up to a cool green pasture in the mountains to graze. Usually they stayed there with the cows for two months. Then they brought them down to the valley again. The work was easy enough, but oh, was it boring. All day the two men tended their cows. At night they went back to the tiny hut where they lived. They ate supper and worked in the garden and went to sleep. It was always the same. Feels like fucking quarantine in 2020. Seriously. I guess it's not so fictional after all. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Then Thomas had an idea that changed everything. Let's make a doll the size of a man, he said. It would be fun to make, and we could put it in the garden to scare the birds. It should look like Harold, Alfred said. Harold was a farmer they both hated. They made a doll out of old sacks stuffed with straw. They gave it a pointy nose like Harold's and tiny eyes like his too. Then they added dark hair and a twisted frown. Of course, they also gave it Harold's name. Each morning on their way to the pasture, they tied Harold to a pole in the garden to scare away the birds. Each night, they brought him inside so that he wouldn't get ruined if it rained. When they were feeling playful, they would talk to him. One of them might say, How are the vegetables growing today, Harold? Then the other, making believe he was Harold, would answer in a crazy voice, Very slowly. They both laughed, but not Harold. Whenever something went wrong, they took it out on Harold. They would curse at him, even kick or punch him. Sometimes one of them would take the food they were eating, which they were both sick of, and smear it on the doll's face. How do you like the stew, Harold? He would ask. Will you better eat it or else? Then the two men would howl with laughter. (laughs) One night after Thomas had wiped Harold's face with food, Harold grunted. Did you hear that? Alfred asked. It was Harold, Thomas said. I was watching him when it happened. I can't believe it. How could he grunt? asked Alfred. He's just a sack of straw. It's not possible. Let's throw him in the fire, Thomas said, and that will be that. Let's not do anything stupid, said Alfred. We don't know what's going on. When we move the cows down, we'll leave him behind. For now, let's just keep an eye on him. So they left Harold sitting in the corner of the hut. They didn't talk to him or take him outside anymore. Now and then, the doll grunted, but that was all. 
after a few days, they decided there was nothing to be afraid of. Maybe a mouse or some insects had gotten inside Harold and were making those sounds. So Thomas and Alfred went back to their old ways. Each morning they put Harold out in the garden, and each night they brought him back into the hut. When they felt playful, they joked with him. When they felt mean, they treated him as badly as ever. Then one night Alfred noticed something that frightened him. Harold is growing, he said. I was thinking the same thing, said Thomas. Maybe it's just our imagination, Alfred replied. We've been up here on this mountain for too long. The next morning while they were eating, Harold stood up and walked out of the hut. He climbed up on the roof and trotted back and forth like a horse on its hind legs. All day and all night he trotted like that. In the morning, Harold climbed down and stood in a far corner of the pasture. The men had no idea what he would do next. They were afraid. They decided to take the cows down into the valley that same day. When they left, Harold was nowhere in sight. They felt as if they had escaped a great danger and began joking and singing. But when they had gone only a mile or two, they realized they had forgotten to bring the milking stools. Neither one wanted to go back for them, but the stools would cost a lot to replace. There really is nothing to be afraid of, they told one another. After all, what could a doll do? They drew straws to see which one would go back. It was Thomas. I'll catch up with you, he said, and Alfred walked toward the valley. When Alfred came to a rise in the path, he looked back for Thomas. He did not see him anywhere, but he did see Harold. The doll was on the roof of the hut again. As Alfred watched, Harold kneeled and stretched out a bloody skin to dry in the sun. So spooky. Was it Thomas's skin? Thomas was gone, but Harold was stretching out bloody skin to dry in the sun. Jesus. So... Funny little story. I'm holding it in my hand. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of a damn it doll. I had never heard of it. Oh, never? No. I was helping my grandmother clean out some stuff and I came across this little damn it doll. I was like, oh my God, what is this? So this is what it says on the damn it doll. Whenever things don't go so well and you want to hit the wall and yell, here's a little damn it doll that you can't do without. Just grasp it firmly by the legs and find a place to slam it. And as you whack the stuffing out, yell, damn it, damn it, damn it. I love it. She's my. I love it. Wanted she, one. I know. I guess my my cousin from North Carolina, Brittany, had given it to her, and she said keep it. And I Instagrammed uh, my cousin Brittany. I was like, Graham gave me the damn it doll. I'd never heard of it. And it it just knocks everything over though. It's like fucking damn it, damn it, damn it. <laughs> I've always wanted one. Yeah, my cookie pop's gone. Just so everybody knows, right now, Kaylee finish her tootsie pop but i'm at 324 (laughs) licks and i'm about to start my next story here we go so this is my next story and it is a true story and it is a ouija board story you know i love those yes and i'm gonna i'm gonna maintain an asmr voice for this and not my usual bull in a china shop voice okay (laughs) and the title is A series of bad luck after use. This may be a long read, but I wanted some insight. Around three years ago, my friends and I purchased a board out of curiosity. I don't think we expected anything to happen. We tried to use the board multiple times over the course of two years. Looking back, the first time seemed like a warning. We used it near a supposedly haunted road in our state. After we set everything up and read the prayer out loud, cops pull up and ask us to leave the area. They told us that the property belonged to a man who previously shot and killed a teenager on his property. Mm -hmm. 
Maybe they just said this to make us leave, but the road has multiple strange occurrences. Riverdale Road, if you are interested in researching it. Oh, what? Right? Riverdale. We left and didn't try the board again for a while. The next outstanding experience with the board was a few months later, and we went to a park in the city. It was in the evening, and at first, all was well with the board. Then the board began to count through the alphabet and go back and forth to spell Zozo. I understand that this is not a good omen and asked my friends who were participating to say goodbye. Little uh, commentary. When I did the Ouija board at my house, we got Zozo a couple times. What but is Zozo? It's supposed to be like a demon or like a bad, like a dark spirit or something. Oh, I've never heard it. But like Kaylee, when I tell you that when we did that Ouija board, it was so fucking real, dude. Like it was so real. Like the thing, it was like like levitating almost. Like we were I've done not it before, and I've had some it. creepy things that I've just never believed anybody. I always believed that somebody was moving it on the board. Yeah, I couldn't tell if they were joking, but I felt off. When we first arrived at the park, we began walking to a shelter in the field. As we approached, a dark figure. It was too dark to see much. Began limping towards us faster and faster. So we ran and found the bench where the Zozo shit began. After saying goodbye, new people joined and asked to talk to any spirits around us. It started doing weird stuff again, so we said goodbye. And reminder, always say goodbye. That's a reminder for me. My friends soon pointed out that someone was standing in the nearby bushes. It was alarming, but the nearby area had a high homeless population. But this was different. When we looked at him, he lurked back into the bushes. So we just started talking with the board again. But then my friend whispers, he's back. The man was standing closer now, out of the bushes. He was dragging something on the ground, but we couldn't see what. We grabbed everything and ran to the car. As we drove out of the park, we saw the man standing under a light. He was carrying a plastic baseball bat, just staring at us as we drove out. His stare was blank. We began to drive out of the city and back home. As we pulled up to a stoplight, we thought we had seen a co-worker in the car next to us, someone that looked like him, so we all looked. The man glared at us. We were in a bad part of town in the late hours of the night now. He pointed a gun at his <gasps> window towards us as the light turned green. We made it to the work parking lot where everyone's cars were from the shared shift before. Things had been rearranged in a person's car. We tried the board a few times after. Sometimes Z would come and sometimes he wouldn't. After these occurrences, I've had a series of bad luck and mental health issues. Could it be related? Interesting. So spooky. All right. The next one is a creepy pasta, and we're going to give credit to Troy Moore for this story. As a child, I was always fascinated with the woods. While the beautiful pines scattered the land, captivating me with their size and showing me a picture of strength and resilience, the dark brush intrigued me with the unknown happenings of its solemn, mysterious, and unrevealing insides. I had been intimidated all my life by those woods because of that brush, although until now my uneasiness had been unsubstantiated. I cannot seem to understand how I had known that there was actually something to be afraid of in those dark woods, but something inside of me had been warning me all my life of the monster that I had been afraid of. 
If only I had listened to that feeling, I might be able to sleep soundly at night. My name is Shane Walker, and I live in a rural town in southeast Texas called Jonesville. I could see that some people could have trouble with that fact because of stereotypes assuming that people from Texas are uneducated and that there are no woods in Texas, but I beg to differ. Southeast Texas is home to a place known as the Big Thicket, which is a coniferous forest, incredibly humid and hot in the summer, while damp and frigid in the winter. The brush is so thick in this area that moving through it is difficult without a machete. I grew up in a modern family of five, including myself, my mom, my dad, and two sisters. My parents were always very protective of my siblings and I, as both insisted. The world's changed since I was little. Y'all can't wander around anymore without us worrying about you getting snatched up by somebody. So I was only allowed to go to friends' houses whose parents my family trusted. I spent most of my school days in the town's elementary school with a small class of 12. Very small, even for a quaint town. So my friend's circle was fairly limited. And even when I graduated to junior high and into a bigger school, my circle did not expand due to awkwardness and shyness. Through junior high, I was only able to keep one close friend who I hung out with every weekend possible. This friend, named Devin Daniels, lived in a small house with his grandma, a house surrounded by woods that captivated me every time I came over. One day in the eighth grade, after growing bored with playing Black Ops, Call of Duty, I got that, I understand that, I finally gave in to the natural, childlike temptation to explore those woods. So Devin and I planned our expeditions to clear out parts of the woods to build a clubhouse, in which we would have a wide variety of adventures. We started off with a single machete and a rake, which to most people in our area was not seen as a problem, as they believed 12 and 13-year-olds could handle themselves with machetes to a certain extent. And I began hacking away at the brush. As I was a bigger and therefore stronger boy, and Devin used the rake to start raking away the debris I was making. This kept us busy for a couple days as I formed a boundary by hacking a circle clear around a large oak. After forming the boundary, we contemplated our endeavor. Looking at our hard work, we decided that enough had been done to form a clubhouse. For the brush surrounding the round clearing, we had formed something similar to walls for us and the shade of the oak provided cover from the unmerciful sun. If only we had built walls and a roof to protect us from the outside world, that fateful account with that predator would not have occurred. It was in those woods that my friend and I spent many nights after we had cleared out our section. I always felt that we should have had more protection, so every time we went to spend the night outside, I insisted we pitch a tent. My friend obliged every time, and we always brought out his old blue tent that was found in his closet, and in this tent, we unknowingly met with the creature that would soon come to haunt my nightmares. One night, Devin and I were lying in the tent, texting people, exchanging ghost stories, talking about things that had happened in our lives recently, and eating Cheeto Puffs when I heard an unusual rustling outside. Dude, do you hear that? No, what are you talking about? I just heard something in the woods. It sounded kind of big. Oh no, maybe it's the killer coyote or the hashlinging slasher. Dude, we're gonna die. Shut up, Dev. I'm serious. I heard something running around out there, and I'm getting pretty freaked out. Don't worry, Shane. You're just overreacting. It's probably just the wind. Or maybe it's that stupid raccoon that keeps scattering our trash around up at the house. Okay, but it sounded big. Just be a little quieter so we don't attract it, just in case it is something. All right, wuss. The night continued on, like all other nights, with us conversing and jokingly insulting each other occasionally, when suddenly I heard another unusual rustling in the woods this time more distinguished, and by the look of terror on Devin's face, 
I inferred that he had heard the noise as well. See what I mean now? Yeah, be quiet. It might hear us. The two of us sat, scared and listening intently, as the wind blew through the pines surrounding us. As minutes passed, I heard slight rustlings in the bushes, and it sounded like whatever was out there was coming closer to us. My feeling of slight discomfort burst into agonizing terror as I suddenly realized the only thing standing between me and whatever was out there was a thin blue piece of fabric. My breath grew more frantic and exaggerated as I sat in the tent with absolute dread growing in the pit of my stomach. But soon the sound ceased, and as they did, my panic started to seize as well. After about half an hour of quiet, I let out a large breath of air and smirked at my friend. Huh, you were so freaked, man. Maybe it was the hash-slinging slasher. <laughs> I mocked, making my voice slightly higher to match his whenever I let out the words, hash-slinging slasher. Shut up. You were scared, too. Yeah, but not as scared as, do you think it was somebody playing a prank? I sure hope. Devin started to say, interrupted as if on cue, by a loud scraping noise that seemed to come from the oak tree directly beside the tent. I looked directly at my friend and saw his face grow pale with the expression of terror. I had previously seen only minutes before. The feeling in my stomach came back to me all at once, a feeling I can only describe as agony. As the volume of the noise increased, that horrible feeling of absolute terror grew as well. And as my anguish became more powerful, a short, loud shriek managed to escape my lips. <laughs> and to my alarm and confusion, the scraping noise suddenly ceased. As I sat against the blue canvas of the tent, I intently listened for any more disturbances. The woods were quiet once again, except for the sound of the brush and trees flowing with the wind and a faint, recognizable sound that I could not quite place. It sounded near, but in a sense far away. Everything else in the world vanished as I focused on that sound, the steady, rhythmic sound so familiar, yet I could not quite place it. I pondered what that sound was and how I could not seem to realize what it was. No matter how hard I tried, soon the sound went away and all was quiet. The rest of the night was relatively calm. The wind flowed through the trees the rest of the night and there were no further disturbances. Terrified, my friend and I laid down for the rest of the night, unable to sleep and too scared to run back to the house. The morning eventually came after what seemed like an eternity, and Devin and I realized that we had made it through the terrible night alive. After grabbing our essential items, clothes, blankets, etc., we looked back at our broken clubhouse one last time and noticed two distinct things, claw and chew marks going into the large oak that was meant to have provided sanctuary for us and footprints of whatever that beast was. As I took a closer look at the footprints, I noticed where the creature had gone during that traumatizing experience for Devin and I, the bushes facing our north side, which led to the oak. After departing from the oak, the large canine-like prints led to the south side of the tent, right by where I had been laying, and slowly I began to notice something. The familiar noise I had heard the previous night was the slow and rhythmic sound of a large beast breathing. The creature had been inches from my face. Spooky creepy pasta for dinner. I wonder what it was. Probably just a dog. Probably just a fucking dog. Bigfoot. All right. Are you ready for my next one? Mm-hmm. This one is. And this t- is the final one. Yeah, this is it. Just a little, just a, just little, a little quick one for you guys for Halloween. Happy Halloween, motherfuckers. This one is a true story. 
She's got the creepy pastas. I got the fucking truth for yeah, you. This is for you, you fucking who cares whores. Yeah, who cares whores. Now, the title of this one is If Kids Scare You, Skip This. In the end of 2018, my sister, her husband, their three kids, and two dogs moved into my house on top of my two dogs and my wife, while extensive repairs were made on their house after heavy rain caused their house to unsettle, and that ended up taking over a year. The 1980-built, two-previous owner house is the house me and my family grew up in, so my sister knew of something else already living there before any of us. The only known deaths are of my grandma in 2006 and my father on September 6th, 2020, both from cancer, but the lands are haunted and cursed by natives. Out of all experiences, these were the most terrifying. So basically what's happening is the sister moved back into the childhood home with either the husband or the wife, whoever, whoever wrote this story, they live in their childhood home. Three weeks after they moved in, we began getting uneasy feelings around the fireplace room. And out of nowhere, all of the dogs would freak out barking and running in circles, hair on end, teeth showing, defensive posture all at one corner of the room. Keep in mind that I have a Doberman and a Golden Lab. My sister has a Labradoodle and an English Mastiff. Big old girl. But then... What they were barking at would seem to walk to the back sliding glass door and exit because the dogs would just start whining and whimpering with their tail between their legs. Almost every time as well, my sister's two-year-old twins would run into the room and both stare at it. Two months go by. They start to talk to something while they're eating lunch during the day, around nap time. They sometimes play with it. Five your twins are weird anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Five months go by. It got worse. I began seeing the entity go into their room and then run away. Oh, so now she, so now they're starting to see it. Mm -hmm. A week passes. My sister's oldest son, who is five, starts to talk to someone. Another week passes. He's now more vocal towards it, and we take extra notice. We ask Cam who he's talking to. His friend, he tells us. While we are talking, he keeps looking past my right shoulder where I keep feeling cold, but my focus is on him and I ask what he's looking at. My friend, Fred. Apparently, the entity knew we were calling it Fred since 2002. I asked what he looked like. So when they were little, they were little and they were calling it Fred. I asked what he looked like. He replied, kind of scary, but not really. He looks like a basketball player. Tall, no hair, and a big black shirt. But I can't see his face. As one would expect, my eyes widened in horror, and all I replied was, oh. Cam replies, he says to just go with the flow. No one in my family has ever said that. Next day, I had a priest come to bless the home, which pissed it off. The day after that, a loud slap could be heard from downstairs. Followed by a loud two-year-old screaming, A welted handprint found on her back. No. Then, almost every other day, like clockwork, 3 a.m. would roll around. You could hear footsteps. Then kids would scream bloody murder, saying, go away, crying for their mom. Their labradoodle dog, Bear, that's also my dog's name, would also whine and bark scared. 
No marks on the kids though. Then one night I had off and I really wanted to see what was happening, why they were so afraid, what caused them to scream, what was walking. I stayed up until 3 a.m. I was downstairs and waiting. 3.37 came around. I feel immense and extreme anxiety as well as just freezing cold. I'm nowhere near vent and the only fan we have is upstairs. Then a sense of dread The cold goes away as if my eyes weren't mine. I just watched the thing go upstairs, stop at the hallway, look at me, and then walk into their room. I heard footsteps. I saw the entity, but I couldn't physically see it. It was like a mental image. And of course, the kids bursted into tears. I went and puked from pure fear, went into an anxiety attack, and passed out in the bathroom. Didn't have a nightmare, but my sister did have three scratches on her back, and the kids were saying that the monster did it. After that, they said fuck it and moved in with her husband's brother, and I'm still here, chock full of stories. Stay safe and don't piss off random entities. Yes. All right. Well, that's our last story. So yeah, this was just a surprise episode, an ASMR episode. That quick questionable question. Did you get one? Yeah, I do have one. I thought of it in between all of our stories. Kaylee, what was your favorite and your least favorite Halloween candy as a kid? Hmm. My favorite Halloween, I always love Kit Kats. Mm-hmm. I love Kit Kats. I my do not le- like the white ones though. No. No. Why would you uh, ever do that? My least favorite candy? Candy corn. <gasps> I know. I don't like candy corn. I like candy corn. I, I will nibble on candy corn, but I, it, it's gross. It, it is gross. I like it though. It's gross though. What about you? I think my favorite has to be, now this is kind of weird. I wanted to say Kit Kat, but I, before I even thought about Kit Kat, 100 grand bars. Oh, those are good. Oh my God, so good. Or crunch bars, but 100 grand bars, like delicious. Yeah. Least favorite, um, Dots. Oh, I like Dots. Oh God, I, I hate like Dots. dots. I, like I am dots. shocked by this, that you like them. People really like Dots. Mm-hmm. And I always just was like, here, Cal, you can have my dots. I hate them. Okay, you ready for my question? Yes. What is the sound that you love most? Hmm. Okay, I know what my favorite noise is. What is it? I'm going to tell you right now. I'm a backwoods country girl. I like the sound of peepers. I love peepers. Peepers. The tree frogs and peepers and... Like that's what they sound like all night, and it just makes me so happy. Well, like as a that sounded like a car breaking. Like in synchronicity, they're just all night. Oh my god, I love it so much. I know when you hear the first sound of it after spring, you're like, "Summer's here!" And now it's like I don't hear them at all. Whatever, winter's coming. Best noise ever. Anyways, my favorite sound would be the sound of running water, like up in the mountains in the kink. Oh yeah, that I is love nice... sitting on the rocks and just like listening to the river just... flow. I've always loved that sound. Oh, I like that. Right? Just yes. the fresh water river. <laughs> like that kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, guys, I'm going to finish my lollipop right now. So the world is about to find out on So What Who Cares podcast. Mr. Owl, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop? Let's uh, find out.
my hair was in it. <laughs> my hair was in it. If you guys could only see this right now. Do you taste the chocolate yet? Oh my god, it's right there. I gotta get the other side though. No, I just think one side. You just gotta get oh. to the center. I've hit one side, and the grand total is for me. 572 licks to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You are <laughs> oh, now I want another. Mm. I'm saying that to Bella and Corey. I literally couldn't even enjoy that Tootsie Pop because I had to fucking actually do a science experiment with it. Like, that Bella was just so said, I opened a Snapchat from Bella, and Ashton was eating a Tootsie. <gasps> like, what are the odds of that? As always, you can send your stories to so what who cares pod at gmail.com. We're looking for anything. This is kind of a surprise little uh little Halloween spooky spectacular. Yeah, we don't know how people felt about ASMR, so we said fuck it, we won't do it on an actual day. We'll just do well, it for Halloween. Yeah, we a threw in Halloween some gift. weird noises, whatever. It wasn't whispering, so don't come at us, ASMR people. Who but knows? I might go and edit all this and be like, yeah, this is too much. Too much whispering. <laughs> too much everything. But you know what? So what? Who cares? We, we don't. Oh my god, it's so funny. Carol, Carol Baskin tweeted at her. I was dying. Is she off Dancing with the Stars? Yeah, she was off the second week. I knew they were going to keep her one week. I was After like, the unfortunately, Lion- Charles Oakley is going to have to go first. After the Lion King one, right? Is when she oh, came, got dude, off. I, I, I really, I was all week and I was telling everybody, I'm like, the song she's going to choose for Disney is going to be The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Yep. It wasn't. It wasn't The Lion Sleeps it Tonight. Was- Obviously, it was still a Lion King song, but I was like, that's got to be the song nice and slow. And then she went full onesie. And let me tell you, I'm a good girl for a onesie, okay? I get onesies for my family every year for Christmas. I got a whole handful. Anyways. She was in like a full like Lion King outfit. Yeah, she, she what was. What song was it? What song Mickey. was it? And you know what? I was more surprised that that guy dressed up like that, the dancer. What, what, what song was it? It was... Um, oh, the circle yeah, it was the circle of life. life. <laughs> it's a path of wanting. Lion King is like my favorite movie. It's like the first movie I saw in theaters. Are you counting your licks still? Yeah, where am I at? Good job. 112. Wow. We're not even to the center yet. I'm doing licks. I'm doing an occasional suck, but I'm also doing licks. I'm already chomping on it. I'm over the licking. This is torture for me because I'm a chomper too. Well, now I can't talk to my stories first. I'm chomping on little pieces. Let's chomp. We can take a break for a minute. Hold on. Oh, we should have gotten Pop Rocks. Oh, my God. We should have gotten Pop Rocks. Whatever, I'm over it next ep- episode, next year. Next Halloween ASMR. Okay. You keep there sitting there sucking and licking. Let me take a sip of my Christie. That really was unpleasant. Rip of the jewel. 139. 139. Rip of the jewel. You were so freaked, man. Maybe it was the hash-slinging slasher. Hi, you were so freaked. Maybe it was the hash-slinging slasher. I mocked. Okay, yeah. But he wasn't. The other kid wasn't freaked at all. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Huh. You were so freaked, man. Maybe it was the hash-slinging slasher. 
<laughs> you were so freaked, man. Maybe it was the hash slinging slasher. Right? Whisper it again. Huh, you were so freaked, man. Maybe it was the hash slinging slasher. <laughs> he mocks it, though. Ha, you were so freaked, man. Maybe it was the hash. Maybe it was the hash slinging slasher. I don't know. I don't understand that part. Huh, you were so freaked, man. Maybe it was the hash slinging slasher. We'll just sit here and I'll suck it down really fast. there's any okay mm. i mm. got my question hmm. hang it? on are you getting the tootsie mm-hmm. put the clicker right up the mic i'm almost there dude couple more legs hold off one second hold on oh wait no you keep going Do your story. yeah 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 i might get a little serious here this is i could cry saying this but Honestly, like, ever since my grandma died, I will, like, play random videos that I know, like, she was in the room, but, like, it might not necessarily be a video of her or whatever. But I have so many videos where her laugh is in the background, and I'm not even kidding you. Like, it's my favorite sound in the whole world. Like, I can't even think of anything else that, like, brings me more, like, happiness. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm crying. Than hearing my grandma laugh. I would say the same for my grandfather. Mm-hmm. I would say the same for my grandfather. I miss hearing his mm-hmm. laugh. But I think I want something completely different than that. But I'll leave that in anyways because it was cute okay. and perfect. It's just like her voice went away. You know, like I didn't hear it for the past like almost two years. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's when I watch um, back videos of my grandfather, it always gets me. Oh, it's awful. 